Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 10 of the Wisconsin Speech and Debate Speaking Hour. Yes, we're finally to the double digits. It's a very exciting day, and even better, it's a special day today. So things are going to be a little different on the show today. I'm actually pre-recording this intro before anybody gets here, uh, because today is our second election special episode. Uh, so today I'm going to have all kinds of folks coming in to the studio for different periods. Uh, we're going to start this off with a uh, a little bit of a promotion, and not an endorsement, just but uh, just providing one of our students who is running for a position in the Associated Students of Madison. That's the uh, UW student uh, government organization to... Um, uh, uh, tell us a little bit about his uh, candidacy here, uh, and then we're going to jump right into four 20-minute period discussions with uh, candidates running for all four of our positions uh, for the fall 2022 semester, including uh, president, treasurer, secretary, and corresponding secretary in that order. Uh, but before I get any further on that, I want to take uh, a moment since we we, we have the time here uh, to provide some uh, some tournament updates before we have candidates show up in the studio and I have to uh, have a very particular time crunch here. Uh, so I want to tell us a little bit, uh, uh, talk about some speech results. We, we have not had a debate tournament in the last week as far as uh, I can tell, at least as far as results are concerned. Um, but I want to extend some congratulations for our students who attended the speech tournaments, the Maffles 7 and 8, uh, in which at Maffle 7, in extemporaneous speaking, we had Dylan reach fir uh, first, wow, uh, unfortunately I'm giving him too much credit, he reached fifth place, which is still a very, very respectable uh, position, as well as following him is Jason at sixth place, and it was his first tournament too, making that even more impressive, also at this Maffle 7 tournament. Uh, we had in third place, and our top uh, novice for the whole tournament was our very own Marina, who was interviewed on this show last semester for episode number four, if I recall. And Dylan also placed sixth in Impromptu at this tournament. Uh, similarly, at the Maffle 8 tournament in extemporaneous speaking, uh, Charles, who was on our prior election special running for treasurer, uh, placed sixth place. So those are some exciting results. I should also say, uh, according to these uh, tournament packet results uh, in MAFL 7, we also had Marina and Dylan uh, qualify for impromptu for the National Forensics Association uh, Nationals Tournament. So you have some great uh, speech successes going on here, and I really hope to see those continue, and uh, uh, as well as see some debate successes continue and we have more of those tournaments. My understanding is this coming weekend we do indeed have a debate tournament, so hopefully that just means uh, that on next week's episode I get to uh, share some fantastic debate-winning results uh, with all of you fine folks here. Uh, but with that all out of the way, uh, things are going to get a perhaps a little disjointed here. Things are not going to be, again, as I said, quite as normal as they have been. Uh, I'm going to be, this is probably going to be one of the lightest uh, edited episodes as far as I'm mostly just cutting out the transitions between 
uh, speakers here. There will be a brief period where, because I only have three microphones in uh, studio, where we will have to share uh, some microphones for at least one portion of the show. And I will. I apologize if there are any issues that uh, come about with that sound and noise-wise, but I will try to, to keep that to a minimum. Uh, but, you know, you can expect the other sorts of typical editing stuff, just uh, increased volume as necessary. Uh, I like to apply a little bit of a treble boost. I just think it makes the audio sound a little bit better, particularly on my own voice, uh, seeing as <laughs> I'm one of the only consistencies throughout the uh, entire show. But I think it just makes us sound a little more natural in general. But a lot of the ums and ahs, those will be uh, maintained. But without uh, further ado, I'm going to transition us into uh, formally talking with some of our candidates. Well, this should hopefully be the one actual physical jump cut I have to make, but I'll be making a bunch of uh, jump cuts over the course of editing this later tonight. Um, but before we get this started, we do have a little bit of breaking news as far as I'm hearing this immediately, but you folks are going to be hearing this a few hours later. Uh, I should let you also know that this Wednesday, March 2nd at 6 p.m., uh, there's going to be an executive board meeting for WSDS regarding the mask requirements going forward. Uh, after the mandate expires for the university on March 12th, uh, that's going to be on Zoom. If you cannot make it there to discuss live, uh, members are encouraged to submit a statement to be read at the meeting to have your uh, consideration on that policy put forth. Uh, but now I'm actually here for a little bit of a special, special purpose. Uh, I have a gentleman across from me who is running for the Associated Students of Madison. Now, we, uh, we cannot do any endorsements here, uh, but since he's a member of WSDS and we have this platform here, uh, we thought it would be nice to just uh, uh, let him say a few words, get, uh, get the candidacy rolling around. So welcome to the show, Mr. Jimmy. What, uh, tell us about your, your candidacy. Alrighty, so uh, I saw on the Discord a couple weeks ago, AJ posted that there was multiple vacancies this year and last year on the Associated Students of Madison. So I looked into that. There's like, for letters and science, there was three seats that were not filled last year. So, you know, I figured, hey, I may be a unqualified first-year CS major, but an unqualified first-year CS major is better than no one at all. So... I'm running for the Associated Students of Madison. I think the vote is end of March, and inauguration thing is in end of April. Okay, so you are you running? You're running for the LNS seat then? Yes. Um, and uh, I see that you said there are three seats left vacant. So if you know, this is kind of reminding me, sort of of uh, I don't know. Um, Oh my goodness, I just had a metaphor in my head. Comparison, and I lost it. Okay, uh, I'll, if I figure that out, I'll come back to it. But um, yeah, you, you are here for this this candidacy. And you, you, but you said you're a freshman. Why do you think that would qualify you less for the position? I don't, I don't necessarily think I that's mean, the case. I don't have much experience with anything like this. I never did any student council or any organizations like that. So, I mean, when it comes to my background and my history, I really don't have any experience with this kind of stuff. Uh, but again, someone who doesn't have a lot of experience is definitely a lot better than a chair. Well, you know, an, an empty seat. Yeah, I guess I'd, you know, I'd rather, um, it's, it's kind of like this uh, comparison that I hear sometimes. I mean, it's joking, 
obviously. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, I'd rather have a ham sandwich than have no one there in the seat. So <laughs> I, I agree. I'd like to have a, a warm body taking up that role and making making some policy. And, you know, I've had a lot of new folks here just on this show. So I, I would not count yourself out just for being being someone new. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to actually doing the work, that's where my concern would be, you know, getting elected. If there's empty seats, you know, one vote and I'm in. Uh, I hope it's not that bad. But if it is, I'm filling that role. Well, I, I highly doubt that the the election quality of the Associated Students of Madison is uh, <laughs> ragtag such that y- you would just get one vote. I, I have some confidence in this in this candidacy. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to my quote-unquote platform, I'm mostly just work, working on working with other people rather than coming forward with my own ideas and trying to push my own policies and stuff like that. I think a lot more can be done just with working with other people, helping them develop their ideas and helping them work together to get their ideas together. So you're more of a fill-in-the-gap sort of a person than yeah. a... More of a get people to work together rather than trying to push my own ideas. Because there's, you know, there's plenty of cooks in the kitchen there. Sometimes you just got to get them to work together. You're a mediator. Yeah. Uh, Well, I guess I I would have to do my due diligence here and ask then, are there some things, though, that you would want to push regardless? I mean, you got to have some kind of policy platform. Well, I mean, the most important thing for me would just be mental health resources and stuff like that. Because I know UW-Madison has some resources, but it is somewhat lacking in the quantity of resources that people would need. Like if you want to get a therapist through UHS, you have to wait like three months to do it. So it's a, it's a bit rough there. So any policy that helps with that, I would certainly support. Uh, but I think a lot of the issues with mental health can be addressed through other angles, inc- in increasing student quality of life, decreasing pressures and, and just more social aspects to it. Uh, let me ask one of these. I'm just pulling from some of the questions I'm going to have for candidates later on in the show here. I want to ask a little bit of a, a – I can't think of the exact word for it, but just like a, a logistics question. Um, how many credits are you planning on taking in the next year? Do you think you can, you think you can definitely fit this in, your schedule? Uh, well, I'm taking 16 credits right now, uh, 12 of which are STEM classes, one of which is a – or 13 of which are STEM classes, computer science, computer science, and two proof-based math classes, and then another Com A class. I work like eight hours a day, six days a week, so it's really not that bad. Uh, When it comes to time management, I'm pretty good at just getting everything done right away and then relaxing for the rest of the day. So when it comes to fitting more in, I can absolutely do it. You don't think there's any potential that you might have to quit during the process or resign? Ah, it's a possibility. I'm not going to completely discount it, but I would say it's definitely uh, a low chance. Well, that's good. That's good to have some 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 confidence in this. Uh, well, I hate to to cut our time short, but I also know you have a meeting here. So unless you, I mean, do you want to go over like maybe one or two more questions? Uh, or yeah, I can I can fit in another question. Sure. Let me. Um, here's a here's a fun one that uh, I've had some I've, I've crowdsourced some questions here from from folks. Do you think there's a difference between being a good speaker and being a good leader? Why or why not? Yes, absolutely. A good speaker talks to others. A good leader listens to others. I think to be a good leader, you have to 
seek first to understand, then to be understood. Listen to others, understand their opinions first, and get th- understand them so that they can appreciate that. Because I, I can tell you, I would certainly be more likely to follow someone who understands me and cares about what I think rather than someone who talks to me and talks at me and tells me what I should do and what he's going to do to make sure I'm happy without actually listening to what I think. It's the basics of representation, right? Yep. Got to have those down. Um, well, Jimmy, I, I I can't say I wish you luck on this because then that might come off as an endorsement and we're not doing endorsements on the show of any candidates for any role. Um, but, you know, well, we'll just have to see how the election plays out. I'm sure... I'm sure if we have results in your favor, we'll probably announce just to say, hey, WSDS is like represented on the, the Associated Students of Madison. But All right. WSDS budget is not one million dollars. No, I don't know if that's going to happen. <laughs> that, seems, that sounds a little corrupt to me. But, uh, uh, you know, well, we'll just have to see how things shake out there. So, Jimmy, thank you for coming on the show. And I look forward to telling people how things shake out in the future. All righty. Thank you for having me. Okay, so now in the first of the editing jump cuts, uh, I'm going to take us into talking with our presidential candidate. Uh, Sitting across from me now, running for president, is Sophie. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Uh, So I'm going to ask you a whole bunch of questions. I have some questions that I'm asking to everyone. I have some questions that are particular to the role of president. Let me get up a a little, like, 20-minute timer. Maybe I'll just do a stopwatch instead. That might be easier. Uh, because then it won't, it won't, you know, go off and make a bunch of noise. In the middle of this recording, but let me let me open you on this first question. This is uh, this is a, a bylaws sort of question. So, do you have any intention on being in leaders leadership positions uh, in any other organizations during this coming term? No, I do not. It'll just be this club. I participate in other clubs, but only the executive board for this one. Well, that's good, because otherwise uh, that could be a, a, a conflict here. Um, There's another question. Are you okay with having the vote count released after the election, even if it were to be a blowout? That's a really interesting question, because I believe that's the reason we didn't release the vote, uh, the vote count last semester, and I was not familiar with... I was not familiar with the vote count because I was not uh, serving on the executive board last semester. So um, for me, it's really dependent on the candidates who are running in this election. So I think that's really up to uh, the group of us. Well, then, uh, well, uh, I mean, you know, this is really just sort of a a consent sort of, of, of question. I think the results are supposed to be like actually published, published this semester. But I mean, I don't know for sure that that's just sort of the the rumblings uh, that I hear. Um, let me let me ask you one of my one of the questions I've written that's particular for 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 president here. I want I want you to give me your pitch for why you should be the organization president. Why why should you climb the ladder to the top role here? Yeah, well, um, <laughs> it's uh, I don't know if this is too long an answer, but. Um, I've been doing speech and debate for a really, really long time. Uh, I started doing speech when I was in third grade because I participated in an elementary school that offered that. And speech and debate has been a really big part of my life. And I really value the importance of sharing a speech and debate education with as many people on campus as possible. I think it's a really enriching experience to 
to have, and it's a great way to contribute to your education as a college student, high school student, whatever kind of learner you are, knowing how to speak, how to share your voice, and how to be persuasive and get people to stop and listen is extremely important in any discipline. So I think I should be present because I'm very passionate about our message as a as a team. Uh, it's Yes, I want us to become more competitive, but really I don't want to lose the, the reason we exist, which is to spread speech and debate education on campus and to, and to encourage productive and respectful conversations. So it's about the message, and you've got a lot of experience. If I were to try to sum it up into one like pair of phrases there. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Uh, tell me, what do you think's gone well with this year of WSDS, and what are some ways that it could have gone better? The year or the semester? Uh, I mean, the way I have it written here is the year, but if you want to go the semester, you could start there. Okay. Um, well, I have a really interesting uh, perspective because I've been on the team since before COVID, so I've seen what this team looked like back in 2019 uh, before we were online, and I'm really, really happy with how the team has evolved throughout the years. In 2019, we were a pretty small club. I, I mean, I had a great time, but we've, we've definitely expanded to a size that I wouldn't, you know, I could never have imagined, and a level of organization that wasn't there. So that's something I would definitely praise previous the previous exec board and the current exec board for for uh, achieving that level of organization um yeah as for other things um this semester we established committees so we have a socials committee a financing committee and a communications committee and that's something i think went pretty well obviously there's still areas for improvement but our goal really this semester was to engage more members in the administrative processes. And I think we've done a pretty good job of that with the committees. And I'd like to continue to do that to involve members in the administrative process so that when we're gone and we graduate, there's another group of people who's ready to, to pick up the baton and keep things going. What do you think should be our priorities in the next semester? Wow, that's a really great question. So many different things. Um, I believe we should continue to prioritize our mission, which is, again, to encourage productive and respectful conversation on campus, whether that be through speaking in speech pods or debating. I'd also like to see the team get more competitive on, um, on the tournament scale, so daily, uh, weekly trainings, keeping those going, um, finding ways to, to, to educate the team on how to be a more competitive debater all while maintaining the most important thing being becoming more comfortable speaking in public and um, speaking in front of an audience. But then I also really want another priority, I think, uh, which is extremely important, is the social aspect of our team. So uh, continuing to do the socials, uh, which is something I think uh, Rhea is doing an ex and the socials committee is doing an excellent job with. So I'd like to continue doing that and improving the social um, atmosphere on the team. I think I'm going to come back to that idea here, but I want to I want to ask about this. This uh, is on my mind. So when you're the president, you're the you're the first chain in the the communications level, uh, whether it's just with other facets of the university or just other members and that sort of stuff. So uh, could you tell me about an experience you've had with with networking? 
Am I allowed to pause before I give an answer? I can. I mean, I could cut it out, but okay. I think I'm going to keep this all in here if I want to get this out at a decent <laughs> okay. time. All right. Um, an experience I have with networking. Well, I've been working since the age of 16, uh, 15. So I've had a lot of experience in the workplace and working with other people. Hmm. Previously on my uh, high school team where I served as captain, I... Uh, I was involved in a lot of the fundraising on, on our team there, and one of the projects I did was I, I presented to different corporations in downtown Milwaukee to get more donations and get more financing for our team. So in a sense, that was networking, working with uh, corporations to, to support our team, and then, of course, working with my teammates to create a presentation to present for, for these corporations I'm not entirely sure if that's the question you asked, but um, in regards to working in a team, I, I have a ton of experience with that, just in school in general, especially on the college level. I'm a junior, so I've had plenty of group projects under my belt. Uh, I really value working in a group, and I, I pride myself in my abilities to, to not only be a team leader, but to also step back and be, and be a follower and uh, uh, let someone else lead the way. Um, I think this question might get to some of that social stuff that I was going to ask about. How do you plan to keep our current members engaged and what should we do for recruiting new members? Yeah, that was an excellent question we were struggling with this semester because uh, we really we want to in- integrate those groups. We don't want to create cliques on the team where um, current uh, or existing members just kind of stick together and recruiting members have to find their own way. And uh, one way I'd want I'd like to do that is one increasing socials in general. We're I I'm really content with how we're we're doing as a team, but uh, pairing older members with newer members, doing pro am rounds, which is where we pair uh, an older debater with a newer debater, just to improve camaraderie between those two groups of people. As for recruiting, uh, doing very similar things as um, what we've been doing in the past, recruiting at the spring org fair uh, has been very successful for us posting flyers and then hosting a new member meeting and then a returning member meeting um, and then bringing those two groups together at the beginning of the semester. So keeping on the on the track we've been in, do you have, you have any particular new ideas or are those, those things percolating in your head still? Those things are still percolating in my head. I'm very open to ideas. I'd like to, uh, obviously I'd love to serve a, a, on a leadership role on this team, but I think a leadership role also really looks like taking a step back and listening to good ideas so I might not have all the ideas, but uh, if you have them, bring them to me and I'll try to make it happen. Yeah, it's the, the first step of representation is taking in those ideas, I suppose. Exactly, yeah. Uh, here's a fun one. Have you ever quit a leadership position? Ooh, um, I no, I've never quit a leadership position. I take, I take those very seriously. The only, the only time I've ever quit anything was track team in seventh grade. But I was not in a leadership role in that. No, I take re- leadership roles very seriously. When I commit myself to something, uh, I stick through it. Oh, I stick through with it till the end. Um, hmm. This is one that I I, I asked uh, not too long ago. Uh, do you think there's a difference between being a good speaker and being a good leader? Oh yes, of course. There's a lot of there's a lot of differences, but they're very intertwined. Um, something. I found from my speech experience was I was painfully shy in elementary school. I was extremely introverted. 
I had pretty severe social anxiety, and speech and debate debate acted as a, a way for me to come out of my shell and become more extroverted. So for me, becoming a better speaker and becoming a better leader are very intertwined because when I learned how to speak and when I felt comfortable speaking, I felt more comfortable leading and just being in front of a room and interacting with with groups of people. So they're very intertwined, but they're also two separate things. Being a leader is um, not speaking all the time. It's also listening. So um, obviously knowing how to express myself, but also knowing, again, how to step back and listen to those ideas and make things happen. Uh, Now, typically the president is considered sort of like the face of our our sessions, so to speak. Uh, Why do you think you should be the person that's like, when I think WSDS, I think Sophie? Hmm. (laughs) Uh, Well, I quite literally don't want my face to be, I don't want to be like the poster child, but I think some important things that I represent as a person uh, that I want WSDS to represent are uh, is hard work and dedication, whether that be through just showing up to practice and participating in the sessions or working outside of practice to help lead the team or uh, improve as a debater and speaker outside of, of those settings. Um, I think another really important thing I want WSDS to, to represent is um, open arms and a welcoming environment. And that's a really big part of my personality because I used to be the shy kid. I used to be really introverted at one point in time. I know what it feels like to be that person sitting in the corner and be feeling really uncomfortable to speak. So I really take it upon myself to make sure that everyone's talking to someone, that everyone has someone to talk to. Uh, And I think that's what WSDS should represent as a whole on campus and a safe space to to speak. Well, getting getting in line with that, how do you think you can empower WSDS members to contribute back to our community? Back to our community, so the UW-Madison campus specifically? Well, I, I should say the, the exact wording of the question, I kind of, you know, riff off on the exact wording here, but the exact wording is how can you empower members to contribute to WSDS? I think both are legitimate, but the exact question is to our, our own little community. Yeah, I think a great way is through the committees we've established. That's an excellent way for members to become more involved. Uh, for example, on the fundraising committee, I'm really trying to take a step back and let the members participating in that community to take the lead on what our agenda looks like, what we're going to be doing, um, and start leading those projects. So one, committees is a great way. And then two, just involving people in fundraising process, uh, fundraising projects, which is what I've done with concessions, just helping people understand that they're a part of this team, whether that be through debating or through selling concessions or through administrative tasks. There are so many different ways to get involved. And my goal as, a, as the president would be to just to increase as many avenues as possible to get people to to that point. Um, hmm. Tell me about a time where you are responsible for something that other people depended on. Oh, yeah. No, I, <laughs> I have a great uh, again, <laughs> I talk about growing up a lot, but um Growing up, I I lived with my grandmother. Um, My parents both worked full-time jobs, so I'd go to my grandma's house every day. I pretty much only slept at my parents' house, but before school, after school, I was always at my grandma's, and all my little cousins were there. And I 
was kind of in charge of watching all of them. Uh, they're really well-behaved kids. They're really, they're really, they're really cool. Uh, they're really sweet kids. But um, you know, it was my job to make sure that uh, they got their afternoon snack, that uh, they got dinner, so that Grandma could focus on on making dinner and getting the table set. So uh, that's definitely an example of a position in which I my actions, my behavior, uh, a lot of people were relying on what I did. And what I did was watch my cousins uh, play fun games with them and make sure that they were in a safe space. Safe space, And um, that's really a really big part of my personality. I've always kind of seen myself as a caregiver and um, as a leader and kind of the mom of the friend group. Uh, but yeah, that's one example of of me providing a service that people people relied on. I'm going to ask you to be a little reflective here. I want you to tell me about the strengths and the weaknesses that you would bring to the board, and how, how do you go about handling those weaknesses? Mm, that's a really good, really great question. Uh, my strengths, again, passion for our mission, passion for speech and debate education. Another strength being I'm very, very hardworking, uh, I'm really proud of the work I've put forth this semester as treasurer. I've uh, I've applied for a ton of different grants. I started the fundraising committee to involve other other members in the grant application process. I've sold concessions. I've I've done that. I, I've organized and spearheaded that process. So a hard work is another thing I bring to the table. I. I really do enjoy investing a lot of time into this because this is something I believe in and this is a group of people I believe in. I have a bunch I, I have so much fun hanging out with uh, the people on the speech and debate team because I feel like we're all we're all very similar and yet we're all very different, but everyone has that passion for speaking and debating and wanting to get better. Uh, as for weaknesses, I, <laughs> I know a lot of people say this during a job interview, but uh, I am a bit of a perfectionist. And um, sometimes what that looks like is I won't want to start a task unless I know it's going to be perfect. I'm sure a lot of us can relate to that, especially being on, especially being college students. Um, so sometimes I find myself procrastinating tasks because out of fear that it won't get done perfectly. But um, I found that if I have a hard deadline, if I'm working with other people, other people keep me motivated to keep going and uh, to know, hey, it might not be perfect the first time we do it, but that's, that's how life works. We, we work through the challenges and we improvise, adapt, and overcome. Uh, let's see. Did you nominate anyone to any position? You don't have to say who, but I'm just curious uh, why you might have done that. Or did you nominate yourself for the presidency? Uh, I believe I was nominated by someone else, but I did offer because I understand uh, we didn't have anyone uh, who was running. So the rest of the executive board encouraged me to run. Um, I was originally planning on rerunning for treasurer, uh, but uh, with the vacancy in the presidency, um, I thought I was my efforts were probably most most needed there. Yeah, I, I can remember yesterday looking at the document <laughs> thinking, like, is there going to be somebody actually running for the presidency? I was getting kind of freaked out there. So it's good to know uh, somebody's interested in taking that position. Uh, well, we have about two and a half minutes left here in this little brief period. So 
Uh, you want me to maybe just ask another question, or do you want to say uh, some final thoughts before we transition on to my next group here? Uh, I guess I can say some final thoughts. Sorry, I haven't prepared much, uh, but uh, I'll try to do my best. Um, speech and debate on campus is very important to me. I've, I've been doing this for so long, and I really can't imagine my life without speech and debate. Uh, and I really look forward to the opportunity to to serve on a leadership role in this team and to and to work with the team and to provide everyone a safe space to 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 keep doing what we're doing and to spread our mission on campus. All right. Well, uh, I think that's going to end our our session here. So. Uh, I can't, you know, I'm not allowed to endorse anyone here. I'm in the process in doing this of figuring out who I want to vote for, mm -hmm. uh, along with everyone else listening to this. So, uh, but we'll just have to, uh, I'm interested to see how things shake out with next week's election. And I hope folks feel a little bit more informed about your candidacy now. Yeah, thank you very much. And now we're in what should be my second jump cut sort of session here. We're going to talk with our treasurer candidate, uh, Rhea. Welcome to the show. Hi, I'm really excited. This is my first time. Yes, uh, I could have been on last semester, but I know things just didn't work out. That's that's how the cookie crumbles sometimes. Uh, but I'm glad to see how many more people are able to join me uh, this semester. So I'm going to start uh, with some general questions I have for everyone here. Yeah. Um, do you have any intention on being in a leadership position for any other organizations during the next term? Yeah, so actually I'm currently a co-president for Active Minds, which is our like mental health advocacy group, but it's much lower commitment than WSDS, and I'm in term. The actual presidents are abroad next semester, for this current semester, so I'm just filling in for um, basically till May, and then I'm done with that. All right, all right. Well, and that should work out then because, I mean, according to this little, this little snippet I have here, uh, the bylaws are supposed to prevent members from being on the exec board if they're in a position in another. I don't know if that's like a different because of the fill-in sort of stuff, but I'm just, I've been asked to ask some of these questions. Um, and then another one that I've been asked to ask everyone is if you're okay with having the vote count released after the election. Yeah, I'm comfortable with that. Even if it's a blowout? Yeah. All right. I'm all about transparency. <laughs> I, I am much in favor of transparency as well, uh, so let's start off here. I'm going to ask you one of my one of my special treasurer questions Ooh, I'm here. Excited. Um, so, of course, since you're the treasurer, that means you're responsible for money finances. Mm -hmm. um, I'm curious then, um, uh, which one of these do I want to pick? Actually, <laughs> uh, what do you do to maintain your finances? Uh, like currently, you know, what kind of methods do you use? Are the, are the, and would those be the same or different if you became treasurer? I think it would be different. I think currently it's more my personal finances. So I think for that it's like rent, electric, whatever I spend. So I, I'm not an, uh, an technology person. I'm not the biggest. I'm not bad at it, but it's not my thing. I prefer handwriting everything. If you've seen me at debate too, I take like aggressive notes. I've, I've sent stuff in the group chat too. I love making like mind maps and like spreadsheets, but I do it by hand. And I think that holds you more accountable because I think sometimes when you type a number on your phone or type something, it kind of just disappears and goes away versus if it's like a post-it stuck on your wall in front of you being like, this is how much I spent on food this week. And every time I do it, I like add a little tally to it. I think that holds you more accountable than, you know, you can always turn your phone off. You can always close the laptop screen. 
So I think handwriting stuff make, holds me more accountable when it comes to personal finances. So I think for treasurer stuff too, I would probably handwrite stuff for myself personally to stay organized because that's how my brain works. But for the sake of, you know, transparency and com- communicating with the rest of exec, you know, spreadsheets, sharing stuff like that. Now, being in the the treasurer means you're the second person in contact. I mean, I suppose you've already got this since you're you're already the fourth person in contact yes. as the corresponding secretary. But uh, I'm just curious, how flexible would you say you're able to assist with issues that might not immediately be in your you know in your wheelhouse here? If you're if you're handling something else, that's yeah. Treasury. I mean, I think the thing is with exec, and we always joke about it because this I this would be my third semester basically being on exec because I was coordinating secretary the last two terms. We always joke about it, but titles aren't really a thing in exec, which I, not that you shouldn't have, you know, you shouldn't delegate tasks. We definitely do. But I think all of us kind of deal with everything currently. Like uh, Will, Sophie, Zach, and I had a group chat. Will, Zach, Zavera, and I had a group chat. Basically, whoever needs to do whatever does. Like this week, Zach has a midterm, so he can't send the weekly email. So one of someone else's. Or if I can't pick up the scanner. So already, I think there's a big blurring of the tasks to the point where initially, I think two semesters ago, my first time being coordinary secretary this summer, it was a bit of a problem because we didn't even have delegated tasks. Everybody just did whatever. And because of that, it sometimes fell onto people to do stuff that wasn't necessarily in their job description. So I think now that we've, we personally chose to type up our own job descriptions. And I think the fact that we did that makes it really clear who's doing what, but at the same time, since we're used to doing stuff for each other, it's really easy. And especially because in WSDS, we're all friends. I don't think it's like, not that it's unprofessional, but I think it's really easy to shoot someone a text being like, hey, can't do this. You got this versus like a more formal way of communicating. Well, and I I tend to think that that's sort of the, that seems to be sort of the the arc, the evolution that I feel like the professional space is going toward. Maybe maybe this is just undue speculation here, Uh, but I I get that impression at least. Um... Tell me about a time that you were responsible for something that other people depended on. Hmm. Could you specify that a little bit more? Um, you know, just a time where in order for like something bigger to happen, people relied on your ability to help in that process. Yeah, I think, I mean, we can tie it to, like, to stick to WSDS, at least like the org fair. I think that was a big thing. Um, last, It was kind of last minute because, again, I think we've gotten so much better as exec, and I think we've all especially Will, Zach, and I know Sophie, like we did a transition from Xavier to Sophie, but Will, Zach, and I have like learned a lot throughout the times. So like last summer, I think, writing the handbook for like WSDS, I drafted that like on my own over the summer. And then for the org fair, the night before, it was like a big thing. Everybody was panicking because we didn't have, there was no poster boards anywhere at like Walgreens, CVS, because every other org had like bought a poster board. So I ended up getting one of those, like, you know, those big, like, Home Depot boxes that you fold for, like, moving. I got one of those, and then I had, like, a, a exact, like, one of those knives, like, the box cutters, <laughs> and I made a trifold, and, like, there was, like, rulers and, like, duct tape on the back. So, like, when it comes to, like, community things, I always joke about it. I'm, like, I'm the mom friend, so I'll do my own stuff, but whenever anybody needs anything, I'm, like, throw me in, coach. Like, I got you. So I'm always the person with, like, the tote bag with all the snacks and the Tylenol. So I feel like anytime there's any task that people need me for... I really enjoy being part of a community, and I really love doing oddball tasks. I feel like it's something fun for me to do. So I feel like I almost almost like a background handyman position where it's like anything you need, I'm usually there. I think that's a a, a good quality to have. Um, Thanks. Uh, let's see how. No, uh, I think I'll go with this one. What do you think uh, our priorities should be for the next semester? 
I think it's the same two priorities we've mentioned this current semester, which is one, increasing level of competitiveness, and two, increasing level of community. And I think they go hand in hand, because I think if we foster a community where everyone knows one another and everyone can work well together, then you can be more competitive. And I think initially our goals were more recruitment and retention, but I think we have a very good, solid set group of members. And obviously we're still going to continue recruiting. And I think since our methods work, we don't have to come up with new methods. So I think we can take our time and energy working on getting more competitive. And as treasurer, I think this falls more into my skill set. Not that I didn't enjoy being coordinating secretary, but I think since people assume I'm extroverted, I can handle that kind of stuff, which I can. But I think even in high school, when I did forensics all four years, I'm better at the writing for writing grants, writing for applications, making sure we have the funds and means to, if we want to get more competitive, we can go places. And also the means of, I think, spending more money for stuff like practices, like bringing in guest speakers to talk about like how to improve certain strategies, whether it's for speech or debate. So I think increasing community, community together, and then once that community is solid, getting more competitive as a team versus being a more casual club. Yeah, so you're, you'd say a little bit more of a nuts and bolts person then, in a sense? I think so. I mean, I'm not that I'm not an actually, like, I love doing all the socials. I did all of that. But I think I am more of a, I'm, I'm an English and philosophy major, so I love writing. I write a lot. So applying for grants, even this week, like, I wrote for the Bucky Awards. We got, like, a last minute thing where they extended the deadline and ended up, like, writing it the day of. So that kind of stuff comes easily to me, and I enjoy doing it. So I think in order to be more competitive, it's good to have one person in the back who quote unquote is the mom friend who's really organized, who can kind of lead that stuff, but not necessarily like be on the front lines for it. Um, so you, you noted how this would be your third semester doing some sort of executive board role. Mm-hmm. Why, why are you committed to being an exec board member? Initially, I never nominated myself. I don't know who did. Last year, somebody did. But I've always loved forensics in high school. I didn't have debate, but I had a speech team. And it kind of became my family, and it was really important to me. And the role I served there, I was never an exec in high school, but I was. We had like a, like a mentorship type of program. So, I trained freshmen in impromptu, and my high school was weird. But we had like people, write for oratories and SOSs and stuff. So like, I was always into that. So I think coming here and finding that exec was less of an isolated thing and more of a collaborative thing. I really enjoy that and. Like I said, it was such a big part of my time in high school. I think I really wanted to be a big part of my time in college. And if I can help make that experience better for other people and if I can help grow the team for other people, like, why not? That's amazing. I, I can I can attest to, to that sort of thing that I, I you know, I, I, I obviously haven't taken a leadership role here necessarily, but I think uh, as a just a leader in general, those are the the sorts of things that I would look for. But, like, you're still an integral part of the team. You know what I mean? Like, even with this podcast right now, I feel like leadership is more than just, like, the people, the four people in exec who stand in front of the room. I think leadership is a quality where it's, like, even if you don't have an exec's position, if you're in practice and you're like, oh, hey, there's a new member. Do you want to be my partner for debate today? Do you want to help me judge today? I think, I think a lot of people in this team, since... I think people who do forensics in general are very driven and to some degree are competitive, whether it's like not necessarily in a cutthroat way. But I feel like people who do this activity, they have a desire to like be well-educated citizens and involved. So I think a lot of leadership qualities are not just limited to exec. And I think what's so cool about WSDS is that everybody can kind of find their own niche, kind of like how you did. 
Well, then let me pick up on that here with this question. Uh, how can you empower members to contribute to WSDS, whether it's in like my sort of, I've got this one-off skill here that I want to contribute or, or bigger picture in the, com the committees and stuff? Yeah, I think the committees is one of the first things that we did. That was an idea that I was really, really excited about because I think it's, I think it's also like a, not that everything's about titles, because I'm, I'm not a big believer in that. Like even now I mentioned earlier, the exact titles, we all kind of do everything. But I think titles to some degree do reward people for their hard work where it's like, I don't know, a lot of people want to go to grad school or a lot of people, not that you should be doing this for a resume, but if you're investing a lot of time and WSDS is a really, I mean, you get out of it what you put into it. But if you want to be more competitive and involved and like encourage people to be leaders, that's a big time commitment. And I think a way to reward people for that is, hey, I'm the head of the Socials Committee. Hey, I am in the Communications and Outreach Committee. So I think rewarding people with the title, that way it's like if they are applying for a scholarship or they're applying to grad school or doing something, they can write, this is, I have a title. I'm not just a member of this team. And I think kind of rewarding people for their work, not just in the form of com like competitions and victories, because sometimes like you can spend a lot of time, you can spend 20 hours a week doing something, but if a tournament's tough, a tournament's tough. So you could put that on your resume, but I think having a title is one way to like reward people and encourage people to do stuff. And I think ever since we started the committees, the amount of people who are running for this election, I think is a testament to that because not many people, you know, ran for elections the last two times. So I think people want to start getting more involved because of it. Um, hmm. Have you ever quit a leadership position? I have. Yeah. In high school, I was in like a bunch of activities. Even now, I'm like very involved on campus, but I think I've noticed recently that I'd rather do less and put more time into what I care about versus having a bunch of titles because they don't really mean anything if I'm not doing anything. So like I used to be on the swim team and I used to be like in a, like a, a leader for like a small group. I ended up quitting swim completely for debate, um, I mean speech in high school. So I think even with the active minds thing, like I'm very passionate about mental health advocacy and I'm very into it, which is why I don't mind being a co-president. I don't plan on staying in that. So even now I've already kind of said in May, I'm not quitting, but I'm interim because I'd rather invest time into this, not just for exec, but like I want to compete more in, in debate. So I'm already planning on quitting one currently. Well, find the thing you enjoy and keep doing it, right? Basically, yeah. I feel like it's like with classes, too. Like, I feel like there's a culture where people feel they have to take 18 credits. Like, no, if you take 12 credits and do all your homework and, like, read everything, you're getting more out of college. I feel like putting more into stuff versus doing a lot, you're still getting more out of college, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I, I see what you mean here. Yeah. Um, Let's see. What about... Tell me what strengths and weaknesses you've brought to the board, and I want to know how you've handled some of those weaknesses. Okay. I feel like this is, I feel like my strength and my weakness are kind of the same thing. Um, I care a lot about people, which I think is a strength because I feel like I make an effort um, at a lot of meetings to like get to know everybody, remember everybody's name, text them, ask them how they're doing. And because I care about people, I think I invest a lot of time into stuff related to people. And I think that's one of my strengths and also like writing and that kind of stuff, but that's separate. But I think with the idea of being committed to people, that can also be a weakness because sometimes I hyper fixate on stuff too much when it's not going well, where sometimes it's better to like cut your losses and try something else. And I think an example of that would be the mentorship program. I had one in high school and I loved it and we tried it out with WSDS and I think it worked out pretty well. 
But at the end of the day, and it's nobody's fault. It was just like it's really hard for exec to pick something up. Since I was so committed, I was the only men- mentor who still talks to my mentees. I have three of them. They're amazing. But I think it would be better to be like, okay, maybe this program isn't working. Let's transition to something else or do something new. So I think that idea of being really committed and really loyal is a good thing because I get excited about ideas. But sometimes you, you got to know when to like focus on another idea. All right. Now, um, oh, I feel bad doing this. I don't want to cut this short, but I also know that in our next group, we have somebody who has a particular time commitment. Yeah. Also, let's be fair, you're the only one running for this position. So you get a lot more time. Than <laughs> I didn't know that, do. actually. So this is a surprise. I know. I, I well, I, I mean, I got access to the document yesterday to see the position. So I was I was at first I was thinking, oh, man, am I going to have enough space in here for everybody to sit and record stuff? <laughs> but then it ended up being a lot of, oh, I thought I would have enough have it. This is going to be kind of lopsided discussions for some of these. Um, so, do you, I mean, do you want me to ask another question or two, do you, or do you want to give some maybe some final final thoughts here? Your call. Oh, my call. You're the you're the candidate here. Um, it's your show. I'm just a guest. True. That's a good point here. Um, I think I think I'll ask one more question mm-hmm. that um, that might be might be a good one. Okay. Here. Um, see what haven't i asked i have to i have to keep going through my head here to see did i ask this one to my last group or my <laughs> next group or or not um here we go the expectations of wsds are higher now than they were last year uh do you think you're gonna have time during the summer to plan an amazing start for our coming fall since you're gonna be now a, a fall uh treasurer I mean, yeah, I think so. I mean, this summer I'm doing research, but it's remote. I'm going to be in Madison, which I think is a huge difference. And from what I know from a lot of people who are running, I don't know who's going to get what, but they're also going to be in Madison this summer. So I definitely have time. And I honestly, this is just a me thing. I feel like at some point as their team grows and expands, I think having some sort of, whether it's online or in person, continuing practicing over the summer would be cool. I did that in high school. It was cool. I thought it was fun. So, yeah, I definitely make times for things that are important to me. So this is one of them. All right. Well, I, I look forward to seeing what big plans you have for <laughs> uh, uh, for this group in the coming It's mainly year. a lot of writing. I'm like, it's like a thing, like a habit I have. I love, whenever I don't have, t- I have free time, I'm like on wish looking for like grants and scholarships anyway. Now I get to do it for an organization and then I get to write stuff. It's like, I love writing essays. Writing applications is very fun for me. So... <laughs> Well, then maybe you'll be a perfect fit for that position. So, <laughs> all right. Well, it's been a pleasure, uh, but I think I'm going to transition us into our next group yeah, of candidates sounds here. sounds great. Thanks, Brandon. All right. Now we should be in the third portion of this show here. We have a bunch. This is like our, our one group that I truly have a group of candidates for, uh, folks running for secretary. Uh, I'm going to give you all a brief uh, chance to introduce yourselves here. Hello, everybody. My name is Jason Lee, currently a freshman, majoring in finance, investment, and banking. Low-key want to go into pre-law, and I'm very excited to be, you know, a candidate for the Wisconsin Speech and Debate Secretary moving forward. Um, I'm MK. Uh, I'm an English major. I'm also a freshman. I also want to go to law school, and I don't know who nominated me, but I'm running. <laughs> Hi, everyone. My name is Marina. I am a sophomore in the biological anthropology department. I'm also getting my certificate in environmental studies. 
I am, well, this is my second year with WSDS. It is my ninth year in forensics in total, and I am super excited to get into this discussion with all of our other team members. All right, so uh, we're gonna have we're gonna have a fun-filled discussion here uh, between uh, the three of us. Also, I want to briefly apologize if there are any audio problems. I, we have a we only have three microphones here for four people, <laughs> so uh, Jason and I have to share one. Uh, <laughs> so I might be coming off a little stronger to the right than I am to the left of this, uh, but you know the, the remaining segment should be uh, normal as always. Uh, but I'm gonna start with some of these questions I've asked. For everyone here, uh, are you going to be in a leadership <clears throat> position for any other organizations during this coming term? Absolutely. So, at least for me right now, I am actually the chair for the Professional Development Committee of the Undergraduate Business Council. And during that time, I basically lead a committee of four people who are in that committee, who are in that uh, business organization. And we basically plan, execute, and then host events, projects, and anything else to basically better our community as a whole. Um, I am not going to be in any other leadership positions. I will not be in leadership in positions for student orgs, no. All right. Um, and then, Adia, would you say you're okay having the vote count released after the election, even if it were to be like a blowout totally in favor of one of you? Absolutely. Absolutely. No problem. All right. Well, that, that's good to know here. Those are some of the ones that I've been sort of required to ask. Uh, but I'm going to get into the like more particular candidate-based questions. I'm going to start with a general one, too. Uh, and I like how we've been going down the line here, but so maybe we'll just keep going down with that. But I, I mean, if we want to switch it up, that's fine, too. Uh, how would you describe your relationship with deadlines? <clears throat> I'm very serious about deadlines because at the end of the day, it's an indicator, the absolute indicator of, you know, how you are. With regards to constraint, with regards to how well you can control yourself. And I really do believe that with regards to me, I take them very, very seriously. I know that people are expecting me to perform, to complete that task, and I make sure to do it at the best possible ability. Um, I love deadlines. I'm a big planner, and so I love having like a specific time that I know that something has to be done. It allows me to plan. It allows me to kind of chip away at stuff instead of procrastinating until the last minute. Um, yeah, so I, I just, I love deadlines. I wish I could say I love deadlines as much as you two. Um, <laughs> deadlines are a super important tool for me because, frankly, I can be a procrastinator. But I, I'll give myself the credit that I do get things done when they need to be done. And, frankly, when I do have to take perhaps an extra day or an extra hour, I think I do so because I would rather have something, you know, done right than done quick. I'm a big believer in as corny as it perhaps may sound in doing something, you know, right. <laughs> You know, I was going to say, I don't think I've ever heard anybody until today say they love deadlines. So, uh, but, you know, they, they, as they say, there's always a first time for everything. Uh, let's see. Uh, tell me about a time when you were responsible for something that others depended on. Absolutely. So I'll start first. So I was actually the chief club liaison of my student government in high school during my senior year. And my obligations were basically managing and supervising all 54 clubs on campus on top of the fact that we have also a club application process. So in and of itself, that's a lot of work, but we had it during the COVID-19 pandemic year, which means everything was online, in-person planning and events was off the table completely. So the traditional formula to how to 
run events, how to plan, and how to basically control all 54 clubs on campus, it was out of the window. We could never do that again. So we had to basically improvise, adapt, and overcome on the fly, you know, during a time where this was never seen before. So basically, we had 54 clubs. Everyone had a president, a secretary, a treasurer, all of that. And they were looking to me, my committee. They were asking, what do we do? You know, how do we have these events? How do we host these projects? And how do we have a successful year for all of our students? So what I basically did was communicate with all of them. Understand that even during these unpredictable times, you can count on me. You can be, you can, <clears throat> you can know that I'm reliable, that I'm predictable, that I will always be there if you need me. And for what it's worth with regards to objective measures and student turnout, the feedback that we got, it was a huge success. And moving forward, our formula for how to run the committee during these unpredictable times was replicated and emulated over and over again. I have not had as large of a responsibility as Jason. That was very impressive. Thank you. Um, but just I am on the um, finance committee, the funding committee for uh, WSDS, and we just had a bunch of grant deadlines uh, that we had to meet. And so I had people relying on me to get that stuff done. And my partner for one of the uh, grants, she was really busy. And so I kind of took the lead on one of the on the uh, operations grant that we had to submit. And so, yeah, smaller scale, but. Uh, oh, gosh, I'm trying to think of perhaps the most interesting one. I've had some boring responsibilities in the past. One um, fun one I suppose to discuss would be one that I had just last Saturday. So I work um, outside of my time with WSDS, of course. I work for the Wisconsin Energy Institute. And this last weekend, we had the Kidwin State Challenge in the Discovery Building just down the street from where we are now. So this is kind of what it sounds like. It is a K-12 through wind turbine building competition. It's all about sustainability, sustainable energy, et cetera, et cetera. But coming up to the challenge, there are these two instant challenges. And my workplace, we were tasked with designing them. And coming up to it, literally like the first few days <laughs> before it, we were still trying to complete um, one of these challenges, which was where to site your wind turbines. And we were looking for a way to really wrap it up and make it something that could be a worthwhile experience for these students to incorporate multiple aspects. As this was the information we had was about siting. It was about the hard science, the geography. But we were looking to incorporate more perspectives because I was going to say, as you guys may know, but I don't think you guys are in wind turbine technician careers, but <laughs> when you are looking to site your turbines or, quite frankly, you're looking to site any project, you, of course, need to go out and talk to people. So my idea was to incorporate a bit of an impromptu speech at the end of it like we do in WSDS. And this Saturday, I honestly am really pleased to say that they all, well, I won't say they all, there were a few who hated it because they were middle schoolers, but the vast majority really enjoyed it. And we saw that it was really effective in bringing up our scoring to national standards and having a standardized way of aggregating these scores and determining who would be going on to the national championship. So I was really proud of that. So we've got someone responsible for a lot of stuff. We have someone who has been responsible for stuff that we're doing as an organization. And then someone who uh, is, well, I mean, is looking to be responsible for doing stuff in the organization. That's true among all of you. Uh, but slipping in some of the stuff we do in the things outside of the community. Um, tell me what you think's gone well this year and some things that you think could be going better. 
personally with regards to I believe the Wisconsin speech and debate team have done well is the sense that they have instilled confidence in themselves. You know, they do not need to place in every single tournament, even though the majority of them do very well. I think the majority of us in this club realize that our strength here, now, and forever is going to be ourselves in the sense that our community is as strong as ever, our identity is clear as ever, and moving forward, I think our potential is really there. You know, I think our future is very bright. I do believe that every single one of us understands coming into that observatory, you're going to be accepted with welcoming arms. No matter how experienced you are, how new you are, how many mistakes you have, you're always going to be encouraged. You're always going to be told how well you're doing. And even more importantly, you're going to be told how to do better. You know, with regards to why I think the overall organization can do better is the sense of there's a lot of new members coming in with no experience, me included. And I was really scared, you know, I was really scared walking into that building because many people here have years of experience. They know exactly all the ins and outs of speech, of debate, all of this. This is just a, another day in the office. For me, this is a new journey, a new chapter in my life, you know, and I really wish someone was holding my hand majority of the time, showing me what to do, what not to do, because all of this completely unpredictable and new to me. So I really wish there was like a mentor there who can basically be my training wheels what I, while I ride this bike so that if I fall, they'll catch me, you know? It's a metaphor, but at the end of the day, I think it rings true for many people in this club. Um, I agree completely with everything that Jason said. Uh, I have also never done debate before, so coming in, I really wish that we had had a stronger mentorship program um, because I was connected with Rhea to do that, but it never really like came together. As for what the club is doing well, uh, I think that community has been really good and... I do feel like as soon as I started getting myself to go to stuff, I was just like totally welcomed. I didn't really feel anxious about not having experience with stuff. And I think that our strength as a team really is that sense of community that we have. Hmm. I would, again, echo the sentiments of both of you two. I think that something that we've been doing really well, or at least that I've been noticing as a primarily speech member, is that we have been able to become perhaps a lot more rigorous and at the same time a lot more relaxed as some of you who at least who are in speech know we do these regimented and more relaxed pods and I think that this strategy has been really effective for us in this new semester not only because it takes off a lot of the pressure but because of like the small environment of these regimented pods which I personally am part of we've been doing a lot better I think Jason said that we've all been placing really well and that's true we just had our most successful um MAFL, which is the Mid-America, Middle America Forensic League, excuse me, uh, Midwestern American Forensics Leagues tournament. We just had our best one of the entire season. So I think that, frankly, what we're doing now is working and it's helping, at least in my experience as a speech member, as I haven't been able to attend any debate sessions. But I think what perhaps could be done better, and I think it has a bit to do with the mentorship idea, but perhaps a bit more of the connection is really fostering these connections between speech and debate because I know this is something we are currently working towards and we've got all of these great socials, which are super fun, the ones I've been to, I've really enjoyed them. But I think it can be difficult to feel that connection, especially as someone who personally cannot attend debate sessions. Sometimes I feel like we're two separate teams 
And I think that's something that's really important, especially when we're reaching out to new members and trying to retain our existing members is creating the sense of community, something we're already working towards, but I think that could really be improved on. And I think another way to do that, as you guys have suggested, could be mentorship programs, I think. Perhaps forming cohorts of new students who are coming in from similar majors or interests could be a really effective way to do that, both by kind of forming pods that make you feel more comfortable, want to stay and, you know, build up our attention, but also by incorporating those more regimented ideas for those of us who want to be more regimented or just hang out with people like you, have a chill, fun time. Okay, so I have two things that I, I want to say before I go to the next question. First off, I should, uh, in the intro, I talked about some of those results as well. So uh, as well as your two winnings here, Jason and Marina, so congratulations uh, to you, the both of you at uh, the, the, the MAFL tournament here. Um, and that was something I meant I should have asked about with some of my earlier candidates here is sort of that, that feeling that speech and debate may be kind of like separate but like not actually together here and how we can we can maybe bridge uh, the gap. So would you say like that should be one of our priorities is bridging the gap between like, I mean, the quote unquote separate but equal teams here not to, to borrow some verbiage, I suppose? <clears throat> I think Marina, for that fact, is completely true. You know, it's very valid. Um, just like Marina, I am a part of the regimented pod. I am also a member. I attended the Flexible Pod for the speech as well. And I also am a member, participating member of the Bay as well. So I'm part of all three camps in this sense. And I have to say, everything that Marina talked about with regards to the disconnect, the dissonance, it's very real and it's very there. Even though sometimes some of us will like to ignore it because the truth can be uncomfortable at times. Um, it's important to not forget the fact that we are one organization, one overall organization. It is Wisconsin speech and debate, for that matter, not just Wisconsin speech and Wisconsin debate, all right? So I feel like right now there is a disparity with regards to debate, you know, so many more members, I would say, and then I feel like there's more participation, more engagement there, and then speech. It's a bit smaller, it's more intimate, and that's fine. We can play to our strengths at the very end of the day, but we have to remember that we have to have that connection that Marina talked about. That, again, these members cannot isolate themselves into their little groups and then be content with that. We need to remember that every single member is needs to be happy with each other, but need to basically socialize. And personally, I feel like a mentorship program would be in the right direction. It's a good first step, but I don't believe it'll be enough. I believe maybe more socials. I believe more cultural changes based on the leadership, something to change. We cannot remain still right now. I do not believe it is a good place to be. And honestly, I've been a part of both camps. And I'm really happy with what I've seen from both camps. Speech is amazing. The people there are amazing. Just like debate is amazing. Just imagine how much more better we could be if we utilize the skills, talents, and abilities of both camps and integrate it into one singular collective. It will be unstoppable. Um, I absolutely agree with that. I really, I really do think that there is just such this divide between the two and I'd like to see us come together I don't know if that would be through more socials or something um but I 
I, I want to get to know the people that do speech, and I, I don't. And, like, I want to know the names of the people in speech, and I want to form more connections, and I think it'll really help with our sense of competition and our sense of community if we, if we do things to bridge that divide and to bring us together as a community. And like Jason was saying, it's not Wisconsin debate and Wisconsin speech, it's Wisconsin speech and debate. And I think that we are acting as two separate societies and we should be one. I think that, again, <laughs> I think we're all on somewhat the same page here. I think that the way we go about it has to be perhaps not incredibly deliberate, but at least planned. I think you guys have both brought up having more socials. And I suppose as as I'm not in debate, MK, I don't even know if you were here first semester. Were you here first semester in debate? I was, you but I, I was too anxious to go to anything. Yeah. <laughs> My, my thing um, was first semester when we had socials, we had pretty frequent socials. And I think that um, I think that having, at least in my opinion, the socials we are working towards now, having specific socials with specific purposes, with um, specific events, I just used the word specific, specifically like five times, but that's fine. <laughs> um, I think that having more pre-planned socials with more exciting defined events is going to be more effective in drawing people in. I think that the issue though, we bring up having more socials so more people have more time or more chances. I think a way to get more of our members involved here, perhaps with these socials, would be to bring in more member voting, more member choice about when these socials are, what we're doing. I mean, we just had a vote about what movie we were gonna watch at the last social and that was cool to see everyone's opinion. Let's do that on a bigger scale, you know? But then, other than socials, which I think are really important, especially for those of us who do not do both speech and debate, I think that perhaps we've done a few training camps in the past. I know for speech, we did a training with UW-Whitewater at the beginning of the year. I think perhaps doing some all-society training camps, but perhaps incorporating the skills of speech competitors, for example, and informing debaters or having debaters inform speechers, you know, speechers, speakers. <laughs> but um, I think that well, we have a lot of overlap in our skills. I think that there are distinct skills for each of us to have. I mean, that someone who is performing a prose, like myself, I perform prose in speech along with impromptu. That's very different from BP debate. But I think there are skills that transfer over. And so I think by perhaps having some training type socials, a bit of a combination there with both sides, I think not only would we improve that membership and sense of connections, but perhaps become more competitive in ways we didn't even think of before. Uh, I, I, I think we've all presented some pretty good, pretty good answers to that question. We have some food for thought, for sure, for the next executive board, and perhaps for the current executive board. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about contributions. Uh, how can you empower members to contribute more to WSDS? I mean, it could be like, I'm sort of a one-off, this is my project that I'm contributing back to the community. It could be maybe committee sort of stuff. What kinds of initiatives do you think we should uh, help members push? <clears throat> That's a fantastic question. And I really do believe that kind of change starts at the top. You know, the power is always allocated at the very top. 100% of it goes to the president and then the and he or she delegates it responsibly, appropriately to what they think. And I think a good example of such creativity and ambition is an example of your podcast, Brandon. Like 
This is a perfect example of someone in Wisconsin speech debate using their pre-existing talents, abilities, and skills and transforming it, incorporating it in a way where it benefits the outreach for the entire speech and debate community, but also at the same time, something that you find fun, right? I think more members should do this. And the leaders for next semester, they need to push that initiative. I really do believe that more and more students, more and more members in Wisconsin speech and debate who are like you, Brandon, but they are just scared to act out because they don't know what's going to happen in the future. It's unpredictable. There's a chance of failure. But at the end of the day, the leaders need to put out these initiatives that tell them, hey, we got your back. You have our support. At the end of the day, I really do believe the leaders need to give the necessary resources, but necessary inspiration for each individual member to incorporate their pre-existing skills, talents, abilities, everything. To create something, incorporate everything into something that they like, something that they can have fun with, but at the same time benefits the Wisconsin speech and debate team as a whole, right? There are more Brandons out there, like you, all right? In this club, too. We will find them, but it only will happen if we start searching for them. Really buttering me up there, that answer, aren't you, Jason? <laughs> um, I agree with what Jason said. I think it's really important for individuals to step up and, like, not only you, but Jingyu uh, wanted to do the in-house tournament, and that's something that she really spearheaded, and I think it's great that she did that, and I think it's great that you uh, started the podcast, and I would really like to see more of those initiatives. I also think that committees are a great way to do stuff and a great way to have a more focused group working towards a common goal to kind of support um, the society, but also kind of help out the executive board a little bit. Uh, so committees and individual uh, projects, I think, are both really important. And then, Brandon, could you just restate your question? I'm sorry. I think I've lost it here, and I want to answer it as fully as possible. Yes, yes. Um, the exact wording of the question is, how can you empower members to contribute to WSDS? And then I just kind of added on whether it's like, you know, this is my own sort of personal individual project and you know, enriching those, or if it's committee-related stuff. How can, you, how can you empower members? I think that there's a lot of stages to that, a lot of levels. I think at perhaps one of the most basic levels, which would be in our competitive events, both in speech but also in debate, I think is providing um, perhaps training or more exposure to different events. That is something that pertains more to speech. I know many of our members now primarily do impromptu and extemporaneous speaking, but there are, I know there's 13 in Minnesota where I went to high school. I think there's around 11 in Wisconsin, but there are more events than um, impromptu and extemporaneous speaking. And I think by if we um, make these events more public, perhaps new members, perhaps by just doing short demos at the beginning of sessions. This is something that we did at our, again, our speech training with Whitewater earlier this semester. We were exposing new members to different categories than the ones we traditionally do, especially because these traditional categories kind of overlap with debate. I think that if we can empower members of speech as well as debate, but I guess this instance is specifically for speech, to engage with categories that we haven't typically represented, perhaps by you know, a sort of mentorship program. We've talked about the Badger Kit program. I believe that's what it was called the last time I checked on it, but mentorship. I think that while that particular program didn't go as far as Rhea and some of the people on the executive board were planning, even though, of course, it sounded great, I think that there's another direction to go with that to get people to contribute perhaps their personal interests within categories and um, 
within debate, frankly, it's a bit different for debate, but getting, you know, your own voice out there is important. But otherwise, I guess in terms of committees, I think that I think that our existing committee committees, excuse me, are doing a good job. The one thing I would caution against is creating too many committees, because I think if we over delegate, it's just going to become a tangled mess. <laughs> and it's not as though the people who are working now aren't doing great work. But I think that the people on the executive board are there for a reason. I mean, I think that as those of you who have been listening to the whole podcast, Rhea said she loves being the mom friend. That's something she does. And I think that people run for the executive board because this is something that calls to them. And that's not to say that we shouldn't be giving responsibilities to other members who are engaged with it. As, as we've said, our current um, committees are doing really well. But I think we should be empowering people to step up and incorporate their interests, but also recognizing that you don't need to be a specific committee member or have a extremely publicized role to explore your interests through WSDS. Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe there's someone here who loves painting. They, they We can say, I don't know, maybe you want to make like a, a painting of the team or something. I don't know. I, I'm just spitballing an idea here, but that's like, that's a, that's a legitimate sort of idea here. Um, well, we've been going for about, we've gone a little bit longer than the, the other ones because, you know, I have triple the people compared to the rest <laughs> here. Uh, I don't know. Do you want me, uh, a couple more questions or do you want to do final thoughts here? Or maybe both? Um, you know, not Let's do one asking. more question and then final thoughts. All right. Uh, are we, are we all in agreement with that? Of course. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. I'll, I'll do the, the self-reflective one because it's one of my favorites. What strengths and weaknesses do you bring to the board, and how do you handle those weaknesses of yours? <clears throat> Ooh, that's a very good question. A classic one, too. That's why they have uh, job interviews. Um, regards to, let's start with my weaknesses first. I'm an overthinker. I'm a pessimist by nature. And what that basically means is when it comes to planning for the future, I really want to be very meticulous with everything I do. You know, I want to make sure I do the right thing, because the wrong thing oof, that's going to be very painful, you know? Especially if you're in a leadership position, people are looking to you to make that right decision 100% of the time. So when it comes to making the next step, taking the first step, second step, third step, I have to think everything through. And then the second time, then a third, then the fourth, then a fifth. And this takes a lot of time. And during right now, our environment, especially for a business major like me, everything's very fast-paced, you know? The world's not going to wait for you. Your project's not going to wait for you. Your deadline is not going to wait for you. It doesn't care how many times you're thinking over. It doesn't care about your worries. None of that stuff. So I like to slow down a lot and take time because, again, quality over quantity every single day, you know? So at the end of the day, I just, I'd rather be the tortoise, I'd rather be the turtle in a race than, say, the rabbit because the turtle will cross the finish line, you know, even if everyone else who's watching from the sideline doesn't think so. Regards to my strengths, though, I believe I'm very dynamic, you know. I like to be clear and concise with all of my decisions, and I'm very confident when it comes to making those decisions and having people listen to what I have to say. I like to take charge, but at the same time, I can listen as well if I need to. And another strength of mine that I think stems from these kinds of stuff, these kinds of skills that I just mentioned, is my experience, my leadership experience in all of this. In, high, in middle school, actually, I was a vice president. In high school, I was a chief club liaison, 
managing all 54 clubs during the COVID-19 year. And now I'm the professional development chair of the Undergraduate Business Council. I have a leadership pedigree, and I plan to continue that pedigree in the Wisconsin speech and debate team. I really do believe, as one of the few candidates who is part of all two branches, all two organizations, I have that perspective, that experience to make things happen for the better. Um, I would also like to start with my weaknesses. Uh, they're a little contradictory. I am impulsive, but I'm also an overthinker. Very interesting combination. Makes for some interesting decision-making processes. Um, yeah, I, I, I tend to throw myself into stuff and either make decisions way too quickly or overthink them, or I'll overthink them really quickly in kind of a hyperspeed mode and then come to a decision really quickly, and then I'll be like, whoa, whoa. And so I've been working on, I've been, someone told me a couple weeks ago, like, try sleeping on something before you make a decision. So I've been working on that. It's helped a lot. Uh, yeah, I just, I get really passionate about stuff, and I tend to make impulsive decisions. So sleeping on it has really definitely helped me um, with that. And as far as overthinking goes, I think just also taking a step back and putting everything into perspective has really helped me. As far as my um, strengths, I'm a very confident person. I do get very passionate about things, and I am really dedicated to the things that I commit myself to. And I'm also independent, not in the sense that I don't work well with others, but in the sense that I'm kind of a naturally born leader, and I don't want to sound arrogant when I say that. I just, I have always really liked heading things up, and I've always really liked having a leadership position. So I'd say that those are my strengths. Okay. I suppose when it comes to things specific to WSDS, one weakness I have is, frankly, that I am not as familiar with people on the debate team as either debate members are or people who are members of both pods, like Jason are. I think that this is something that I don't like because I really do like to get to know people. I'm a shy person, but, like, once I meet someone, I like them. I'm like, yes, you're my person. So I really want to get to know some more people but I think for me this is a bit of a motivating factor partially in why I would like to run because I would really like to bridge this gap as I've said not only for the team but for myself. I think another thing is that perhaps I can be a very competitive person which is both good and bad I suppose in the context of forensics. I think that sometimes I push myself very hard and then if I don't achieve the standards that I want well then I'm gonna feel quite poorly about it but um, this is something I'm working on. I'm not gonna get up here and say that I have completely conquered this issue because I haven't. This is something that I'm working through. But I think, as I said, there are its positives and negatives. And as it's not something that I've overcome, it's something I just need to roll with, both the good and the bad, and take from it. As far as my, um, as far as my perhaps skills here for WSDS, like Jason, I do have some experience um, in, man in managing these sorts of things. I was secretary of the executive board for my student council in high school. And I was the captain of my speech team in high school. We did not have debate, but we had speech. So I am familiar with the duties, the traditional duties of a secretary. I recognize that they may be different with WSDS as some of our duties are a bit more merged. But I am also pretty familiar with um, membership and keeping people engaged with organizations, which is something that I did a lot as a senior member in high school, bringing in younger students when our team shrunk. As when I was a freshman, we lost about half our team when they went off to college. So... I'm experienced in bringing in new members and just the general organizational structure of an organization like this. And while sometimes I can be a little bit competitive, I hope that that works out for my benefit in the future with WSDS. 
All right. Well, I think I think that's going to cover our our secretary portion of the show here. Uh, I want to thank everyone in this room here for coming on the show. And in this case, because I can actually be fair about it, I wish you all luck in <laughs> your your campaigns here in the next week. So thank you, everyone, for, for, for coming here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Now it's time for the very last segment, time to talk with our candidate running for corresponding secretary. And if you've been listening to the episodes lately, you might have a little deja vu. In fact, I'm having it here uh, because Zach is returning immediately a week later to tell us about uh, his platform for corresponding secretary. Zach, welcome back. Yeah, thank you for having me back. Uh, so I'm, I'm just going to start here with some of the questions that I've, that I've opened all of these with. Um, do you have any intentions on being in a leadership position of any other organizations during the next term? No. All right. I'm just, just going to fly and answer. I'm not really in either, even a part of many other organizations on campus, so well, no. Flat answer is a good way to good way to do things sometimes. Um, and are you okay with having the vote count released afterward? Um, we're planning on doing that. I'm I'm also running the election, so um, yes, we're probably going to do that. Hope well, actually, yes. Yeah, since we have a three way uh, running this time, it's the only one of interest. We'll definitely release the vote count for that one. I don't think people will be particularly interested by the other ones, but I guess we'll. Show the voter turnout and who actually decided to click the button on the form. But, yeah, I think we're planning on doing that. All right. Well, uh, and I'm, I'm also OK with that. I don't I'm not I won't be too surprised. Well, even if it were to be a blowout. Oh, what, what, what a shame. The the second box I'll put on the election form of like of, of Billiam Darbo will will just blow me out. <laughs> uh, well, I, I'm, I'm sure stranger things have happened in elections. <laughs> um, so let me let me ask some of this list of questions here. Um, how would you describe your relationship with deadlines? Deadlines? Um, you know what? Uh, pretty, pretty good. Uh, I typically, you know, I got a, I got a good, I got a good Outlook calendar set up. Um, I have a, I have a notepad on my computer that I keep all my stuff on. I, pl- I think I plan pretty well, and I don't think I've missed any major deadlines at, at college so far. One time I turned a problem set in late uh, because it was the first week of class and I didn't realize we had one. Um, but other than that, I don't think I've missed anything major. So I think, think, think pretty good. Well, that's a. Well, that... I guess wait, my, I guess my relationship with them would be good. Okay. Well, then hopefully let, let, let's see that uh, uh, p- continue to pan out, let's say. Um, uh, which question do I want to do next? Uh, so you are, obviously you're, you already have a position on the executive board. You just can't, you can't have it again. So uh, why, well, well, why are you committed to continuing to be an executive board member? Well, I think... Well, first of all, I, I think that the running for this position is what I should have done in the first place because it actually corresponds a lot better to what I, cor- corresponds a uh. lot better to uh, <laughs> what I do um, because right now I have secretary and I'm running for corresponding secretary and just you know semantically it's kind of fits more what I do. I send I've been working on like sending out the emails and working on communications and forms and all of this stuff and that doesn't really fall super well under the purview of like secretary, but. You know that is the, the 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 corresponding. So I think um, I, I I'm I'm interested in continuing to do that um, because I kind of enjoy it. Um, I like sending out the emails. I think I do a pretty good job of it. If I don't, not to brag on myself, but um, and it's something where I've kind of gotten pretty good at it. I think I can 
you know, continue to get better at it. But it's something kind of a skill that I bring that I, I want to keep doing. And I think also even more so than, you know, what the role I'm doing this year, I'll kind of like fit into it better um, in the position that I'm actually running for. Now, you you brought up you, you are the email person, and I would say we tend to use email for a lot of our communications. Do you want to stick just with that, or are there other forms you want us to branch out into? Right. So I think for official—this uh, is one thing we've learned this year, is that we have to kind of separate between official and non-official um, like forms of communication. So as for official communication, we're going to be sticking to—I uh, would hope to stick to email and Discord— I think if we get too many different platforms, it becomes a little fragmented because then you send something out via email and then all of a sudden, like, you know, or, and then like the other two platforms miss it or you send something on Discord and the other two platforms miss it and that gets a little complicated. So I think two is kind of ideal, especially because Discord has all those functions that you can you can use with the, like rooms and stuff. It's very nice. Um, but I think as far, as far as official communication, those will stick with our two main ones. Unofficially... Well, we don't really control the unofficial side of it, but I, I would hope uh, as an executive board member that those unofficial ones would maybe expand. I, I don't I can't personally speak to what other people do, but I hope also, you know, I think that's one thing that the executive exec board tries to, like, you know, facilitate is that people do those unofficial forms of communication on their own, you know, get each other snaps and numbers and communicate um, in a way outside, like, you know, not just about debate, but about other things as well. And, you know, from personal experience, I do that with a few a few uh, other members, actually, decent, uh, an increasing number of other members, and I, and as long as that trend continues, I think we're happy. But we can't really like you know, since they're by nature unofficial, like it's tough to actually be, we can't incentivize their usage if that makes any sense. Well, yeah, but you want you want people to make friends. Well, no, 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 I know, I think, and that's what that's actually you know that's one of the other main things I think we want to focus on next year is well not not necessarily making friends like we can't make people make friends but creating those opportunities for kind of like a deepening of connection within Wisconsin speech and debate because you know at the beginning of the year we'll probably have our massive influx of members and then they'll trickle a bunch of them will trickle out over time and some will stick around as we've usually seen but you know i think next year now we kind of have a, a larger organization we want our, our our main focus should be kind of on like deepening it you know we've we've expanded and now you know it's time to like deepen those connections and like make sure we have like a solid organizational structure and also solid like social structure as well so what do you think those should look like if you had to put it into a policy how would you describe that um i think there's a couple of things first is like formalizing a lot of our like social and you know not necessarily like our weekly practice but our other events kind of uh, a phrase I started to use this semester is almost institutionalizing them, making sure that they kind of like are regular and predictable and people that, that makes it so people can attend them, but also just make sure that they happen in the future as well. So I think that's one big thing that, you know, it's kind of overlooked, you know, but that predictability really does matter when people are trying to schedule for a student org that probably comes second to a lot of things that like work and school in their life. Um, I think another is just like adding new events. We've started doing that this semester with like, you know, we've got the the bank. Will, Will is playing the banquet, um, which is super exciting. But other kind of, you know, having a, a d diverse set of, you know, outside of debate and speech practice um, uh, events, I think is important. You know, having nice ones, having casual ones, having kind of, you know, sometimes we'll leave space for those spontaneous ones. But then, you know. Not just go to the union or play board games, but maybe we'll have like a nice one or we'll go out to a team dinner or something like that. But at the same time, having those kind of be scheduled in and making sure they're accessible to everybody. Well, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I'm just saying I, I last week's practice, I was 
chatting with someone on the socials committee and I was just I was saying I was just saying I would love it if we did like an arcade night like a planned yeah, exactly. a couple of those in town well okay yeah that's that's my thing is we have you know Madison's got plenty of like you know things to do here there's no shortage I think we need to start be like being more active about going out and doing different things because a it'll kind of appeal to what different members want right you know I'm sure other people would very much like an arcade night maybe some people aren't that keen on it but I'm sure also there's other activities that like not everyone's keen on but you know Getting things that's, and who knows, maybe someone will just love going to Arcade Knife if they never expected it. But kind of, you know, getting a diverse set of events to kind of appeal to everyone and also, you know, do different things. So we're not like falling into these patterns of kind of just, you know, like myopically going to the union and like doing the same thing every week until it gets dull. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, I think that kind of gets to that retention side of the side of the equation but what about what about recruiting what are we going to do to get even more new people on board yeah i think one thing we tried to do okay this year but i think we can do a lot better is postering i think we learned a lot about our like postering from last year um and i think we can do even better this year just with you know how we just put up the posters um i think we like had a solid design i think it was a little too big but i think that's one thing we can do that can help with recruitment um, another that we did last year, but again, I think we can do a little better and time it better is the all student email. Um, I think if we submit it a little earlier, um, we can like basically get it out before the other student orgs, um, which will mean we get in before the spam of emails to the freshmen. Um, and then also, I think we should encourage members. Uh, I, we've, we've, we floated this idea this year, but I think if we do it towards the beginning of next semester, it might be very good. Um, like you know, recruiting members, but kind of a bring a member to or bring a friend um, day. We would probably have to like plan for it a little bit because we might need a bigger space or something like that. But you know, that's something that I want. I think would be useful. And maybe we do that like after the initial like onslaught of people from the orc fair come in when we're starting to see that decline in number of people. You know, we kind of you know have a bring a friend night where, uh, especially because you know there are all these programs that connect like upperclassmen and underclassmen. You know. Like, for instance, in like Greek life, there's like the big little programs and stuff. I, I, I know people know underclassmen that they can bring to who are kind of, you know, still looking for those student orgs and might be feeling them out or finding their place on campus. So encouraging returning members to bring someone they know that might be interested or, you know, maybe they have social connections or from previous speech and debate experience where they know people on campus where they're like, I know you have done speech and debate in the past. Let's see if I can get you in the door to do it now. Right. But I think that's I think that's one thing that I want to do probably towards the end of next sem September, early October, around that time, probably. Um, Depends on when the org fair is. Yeah, I suppose that's a so, some of those are out of our control, but we can get we can get them inside of our control a little bit. Yeah. Um, now, this is something that we talked a little bit in the last group. I wish I had talked about it before, but it, it wasn't on my mind with the first two, even though it should have been. Um how do you think we can, because there's sort of been an identification that it's like we have Wisconsin speech, but then we have Wisconsin debate. How do we how do we bridge the gap to make sure that we are indeed Wisconsin speech and debate, not Wisconsin speech or debate? Yeah, two things. I'd say first is scheduling events that are kind of neither on the speech nor debate days, right? I think one thing we've been doing a lot, because it kind of works conveniently, because we have a lot, we have a large mass of people at debate practices on Friday, right? The problem is, is if we do a social right after that, it seems like a debate social as opposed to a Wisconsin speech and debate social. 
Um, so I think actually if we planned events for days that are not Friday or not even not Thursday at that point, but Thursday is a little more complicated because speech bots are spread out. But if we plan events for not those days, I think we'll get a more equitable distri distribution of like members who are there, which in turn will probably lead to a little more mixing between the two. And, you know, you'll meet different people who are doing different things. Maybe you'll, you know, hear about speech and join a speech pod. Maybe you'll hear about debate and come to a debate practice. Um, but I think that's that's one thing. And then the second is just kind of, I think, making sure we have those like not not necessarily like programs, but like um, events, but also communications and also um, like organizations. I think that's one thing committees are useful for us. They can kind of, you know, bring people from both sides together and have them communicate and figure out what works best for both. Right. Because, you know. That's that was one thing we talked about on exec this year is like we want speech people in like leadership positions because then we can get, you know, informed on what's useful, like from a policy side of like, you know, what, what should the exec board be doing on how speech like would benefit from certain things or what things are, are useful for it or like what needs to be done. Um, so I think, you know, on one hand, we need to like integrate the social side of it a little more. And make sure, I think one thing we can do is have, like events on days off for both of them. And the other is just kind of like making sure we have both speech and debate people in like leadership positions next to each other. I think is the key that cross pollination, figuring out what works for both would be is it kind of important. And do you think that's necessary specifically for the exec board or in I think committees it's, or both? I think it's as much as we can get it. Um, I mean, I'm not going to like we shouldn't. I don't think it's fair to like impose a requirement where you need X things on Y because then at, the, at that point it gets logistically really tricky to do it. But as much as we can, we should encourage like both groups of people to be in leadership positions. And also, uh, importantly, people who are in both, right? We have people who are very active in both speech and debate, and they bring that really unique perspective of knowing both sides of it well. What do you think's gone well this year, and how, what do you think needs to, to go better? I think our recruitment went really well in the fall. Uh, I think that's why when I answer the recruitment question, I'm like, we'll do all of these things, but like slightly differently and maybe one new thing. Um, I think our communication and like logistically, we've been a little better this year. Um, and I think we did, we managed the transition to like in-person practices and in-person for kind of in-person competitions where we all get together um, pretty well. I think two things that could be better. One is our organization of socials. I think that was kind of just a... Uh, a problem where we, we, no one had ever done this before and we were kind of trying to figure it out and we had other priorities. But I think now that we've kind of, you know, we figured out how to do our recruitment and, and, and recruitment stuff, we can focus more on that retention side, which is, I think, where socials play the biggest role. Um, the other is, I think, and I think we've started to pick this up this semester. We'll see how the results turn out later, but like funding and applying for grants. Um, Sophie has been doing a great job on that. Um, with the, the the finance committee, I see all their their Discord messages. They're doing a lot of stuff. Um, where we've yet to see the fruits of that, but actually, I guess it's not the one thing we do differently. But like a, a trend we continue to push on is trying to you know get more money to fund more things because we said this we said this in the fall, but hopefully next fall tournaments will start going back in in person, uh, and we'll you know we want to be able to have the budget to actually you know capitalize on those opportunities. Yeah, I'm sure kids here want to travel, don't they? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's I hear that all the time from people, and you know, I'm I'm. There might be some like virtual terms and stuff that'll be open. You know, hope maybe there's a, a, a diversity of those. But you know, we want to have those opportunities for people, and I think you know, continuing the trend of funding is a, is a really important way to do that. 
Have you ever quit a leadership position? Uh, I mean, kind of. Um, when I was a junior, like, fun fun fact about me, I was a very successful uh, um, uh, upright bass player in an orchestra. Uh, and then I realized, like, midway through high school, I really hated it. Uh, well, I didn't hate it. I just, like, didn't, I didn't have a passion for it. And then I was, like, the section leader for, like, four years. And then my senior year, I was like, I'm not going to do this anymore. So I just, like... I guess I like quit the whole organization, not specifically the leadership position, uh, but that was also because I picked up two other leadership positions, one at, on my like high school council and the other as like the, the debate team captain in high school. Um, so I guess yes, but not for a while. And it wasn't uh, because I didn't want the leadership position. It's because I didn't like what I was doing generally. Um, so, yeah, that that. So technically, yes. Want a brief shameless plug before I go to the next question? You can hear more about Zach's uh, base adventures in last week's oh, episode. Oh, right. I forgot we talked about that. Yes, we did. We we talked a little bit about your <laughs> experience doing music last week. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to get back into the questions now, back on track. Um, how do you think you can empower members to contribute to WSDS? Whether it's like me and I'm just, I'm doing my independent thing that's like giving to us, or if it's committee sort of stuff. How can you get, how can you get people to, to give back? I think the first thing is to learn about what people have to give. Like, you know, if we don't know that someone is an amazing, you know, writer or has this position somewhere that can like they could not 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 use for WSS WSS WSDS's gain, but if we if we know more about what people can do, we can utilize their talents better. So, you know, maybe that that comes both maybe through formal means of like asking people formally what they do and also just informal like, you know, the exec board needs to like know who's who, what are who our members are and who, like what they can do and all their skills and stuff. Um, I think that's 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 one prong of it. The other is I think just actively encouraging, like reminding members, like, hey, we need help with X, Y, Z. And you know, I think that was one thing this year where we started that with committees, but I think doing it on a more individual scale of like asking for help on projects that either are outside of the skill capacity of the people on exec or on a committee. Um, and, but, and then like asking specifically big, Hey, we need someone to do photographs or we need someone to, um, I don't know, write, write this one thing or like something like that. I am drawing blanks on what, like exactly what examples we need, but as those things come up, kind of explicitly asking maybe at announcements at various things or, or, um, in, in emails, but you know, I think members like I, I don't think there's a problem with members not be wanting to contribute i think it's that people don't know what to contribute and i think if we ask more explicitly that might help uh i'm gonna ask you a reflective question we have about two more minutes before it's like the 20 minute period here um what strengths and weaknesses do you bring to the board and how do you handle those weaknesses um okay uh, as for strengths, I think I'm a pr I'm pretty organizationally I'm pretty good. As I've mentioned with the deadlines, I I, real, I rarely miss. Um, I think also I handle like pressure pretty well. So if there's something that's you know high pressure or requires a lot of like putting putting in a lot of work for an important result, I tend to be pretty dedicated to that as well. Weaknesses: one thing is I do have a job that does require me to like travel a decent amount on weekends or at least like be working on weekends. So I think, you know, not being able to attend, I'm, I'm working, I'm, I've worked on my schedule such to a point where I can attend most of the Friday sessions, but um, like a lot of times, like I won't be able to participate in tournaments on the weekends and stuff. So I guess that's one weakness, um, which is also why I've kind of enjoyed the communication side of it, which is more kind of, you know, 
either during the week or can be done asynchronously and then just sent out later. Um, I think that's, you know, that's kind of how I've been dealing with that, like that, 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 that like weakness. Um, I think um, another maybe would be that I tend to sometimes will, will take on too much and then, you know, not like not get other not get other people to do it. But I fail to ask other people to like take over things that might be too much for me on my plate. And then maybe it either causes me to be too stressed and do worse on them or to kind of like, I, I guess, too stressed or produce a worse result. Um, and sometimes those things go together. But I guess. One thing, I mean, one thing that we've been trying to do as an exec is try and, you know, not take things off our plate, but make sure that people who are good at doing things and who have the skills to do them, do them. And that was part of the whole thing I, I just talked about with, the, you know, how do we get members to contribute more and like what what ways we can do better at that. Um, so I think as an exec board next year, we're, we're going to focus a little more on that. All right. Um, do you do you want maybe another question or two or do you want to do like final thoughts here oh i'd take another question or two all right uh, i'm procrastinating studying for an exam so (laughs) (laughs) um all right then i'll ask you i'll ask you one or two more um hmm uh let me see because i haven't pulled much from the specific role questions here um so you know, if you're the corresponding secretary, you're 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 the fourth person in in contact with Win and all, like you know, just doing a bunch of stuff like that. How flexible would you say you are in assisting with issues that aren't just like in your immediate knowledge base here? I mean, what what, what kind of knowledge base are we talking about? Because if it's if it's computer science coding, like probably not that great. But I tend to, I think I I think I pick things up pretty fast in general. Um, and I think also this year we kind of. Since since our a lot of the a lot of the formalization of the roles we kind of just like made up on the fly this year, um, so I'd say a lot of the stuff I picked up in the fall um, was kind of on the fly. So I'd say in the future I think I'd be able to do pretty well with that. Um, did you nominate anyone to any position, or did you nominate yourself for this one? Um, did I nominate? I did nominate myself for this one, and I nominated two other people on the form with me. Um, I've also, Will, Will, Will kind of nominated me, but he put in parentheses, Zach, you should, uh, you should just not, if you wanted, cause I mentioned like, oh, I want to run for this and was like, if you want to like be, run for something, just nominate yourself. Cause he knows that I was also the one viewing the, the nomination forms. And so he was like, Zach, if you're going to nominate someone, just, if you're not, if you want to run for something, nominate yourself. Um, so that's what I did. So is is there any particular reason you did that, or is it just like yeah, no? Well, I I was nominated for one, two other positions too, but I chose this one because, as I mentioned before, it's kind of you know fitting what I want to do, fits my skills, kind of dodges some of the weaknesses I bring to the table, um, and I I just enjoy doing it. I think I've gotten it down pretty well, and you know doesn't it makes more sense for the corresponding secretary to send the email than the actual secretary. I, I would say so. <laughs> All right. Well, do you have anything else you want to share here, or are you prepared for me to close this episode out? Um, I think I'm about good. I'm excited to be on, hopefully, be on exec again next year. Um, and honestly, I hope the election is going smoothly. I'd like to thank you also for doing these, these podcasts. Our election timing is pretty tight. We don't get to have all of the information about all the candidates out there because, you know, we got to vote and stuff. So I'm glad this kind of resource exists for, for you know, 
people to be able to hear more about who's running. Yeah, I think it's pretty important if we're going to have an election here to have maybe, you know, let's have these people make a media appearance like they do exactly. in, like they do in real elections. Well, hopefully not exactly like they do in real elections. Hopefully it's a little better than the, the media appearances we see for that. True, true. <laughs> I, I would hope for that. I mean, you know, on the technical side, this is probably going to be one of the weaker episodes. I, I had to share a mic, this mic during the last uh, group here because we don't, I mean, we do have a fourth one. You can see it sitting over there, but it's not hooked up to anything. So it's not exactly very helpful. Plus, I guess we don't have another boom arm to put it on anyway. So, um, but yeah, that's, uh, that is our spring 2022 election special. I hope everybody listening here has got a better idea of the candidates we have running and uh, what all they're going to bring uh, to their roles should you choose to elect them um you know like with every other episode i've got i've got links in there if you want to look at our our facebook page if you want to look at our twitter page if you want to look at our instagram posts all that jazz um but i I think that covers everything i want to say here today uh i look forward to sharing the results of this election in the coming weeks and just sharing whatever other successes we have uh to boot with that so thank you everybody for listening in tonight 